0: Welcome to Wobblies and Wizards, I am your host, Logar the Barbarian, and here today with me is my special guest, Pearl. Pearl, how are you? I'm doing great today. How are you today, Logar? I'm doing really good. I'm really excited to have you on. Pearl is so much special to me. Pearl is my my partner.
1: (laughs) Partner in crime, partner in game.
0: Partner in life. Now, We wanted to talk about something specifically, and that's gaming hesitancy and people, new people getting into gaming. Pearl, you haven't been into gaming all that long. How long, when do you think it was that you first played?
1: Let's see. I think that the first time that I played was shortly after you and I met in person on our first date, which for the record and for the audience uh, I really want to share that our first date was at a Dungeons and Dragons role-playing game-themed bar.
0: <laughs> that is true.
1: Yeah, I was reading a comic, I think, when you walked up. I was reading Invader Zim.
0: Oh, I remember, I, I, I very strongly remember seeing you for the first time. I was like, hello. I oh! liked it. <laughs> this is well, good. So, yeah. <laughs> So, well, I've heard various people over the years that people talk about things like gatekeeping or or being intimidated by getting into the game. Were there any hesitations yeah. or questions or what? So I've been into this for 30 some year, over 30 years I've been doing this. So for me, it's difficult to tell somebody, you know, what it would be like to get into it new no, because it's just been a part of my life.
1: When I was younger, I was always really interested in, I guess, what would be considered genre type of things, like back in the 90s and 2000s when I was growing up. I was really into fantasy and sci-fi, and I collected comics starting with, geez, I want to say the Daydreamers, if anybody remembers Daydreamers from Marvel Comics in the 90s.
0: I liked that comic
1: yeah was oh, we bonded comic. over that
0: <laughs> that was a good comic that was cool i like franklin Richardson's. That yes
1: an arch uh Leech Artie, and and Artie. Yeah. yeah and howard the duck was randomly there too and man god that was a good book it's anyway a good book. so i started collecting comics when i was about 12 years old and i continued collecting for approximately I think I I collect a lot less now, but I collected seriously for over 20 years. So that in and of itself, I think that if you are a femme-identified person and you present as femme and you are in these kinds of spaces, especially around that time, you would have a mixed sort of reception, which would be dancing between fetishization and outright contempt. So I, I don't feel as though I'm, I'm kind of stretching to say that there are some spaces that I would enter into that would feel overtly hostile, but this was a hobby that I absolutely treasured and I felt like it was worth it. It was completely worth it because if I had to put up with maybe somebody grazing my butt cheeks when I was trying to look at comics and collectibles and toys in a really tightly packed comic shop. I could live with that in order to see what these characters that I loved so much and wanted to emulate and be like to see what was in store next for them. You know? Like it yes. made it it made it worth it in a way. So of course anyone who's been in those kinds of mix and milieu know that there's usually kind of an undercurrent of tabletop gaming, role playing gaming, that kind of thing. And I was always super interested in it, but I never knew anyone who ran a game. I knew and was familiar with Dungeons and Dragons and that kind of thing, but I didn't know anybody who ran a game. So it wasn't something that was really accessible to me. This was also around the time that online gaming started getting really popular. So you had things like EverQuest and other sort of early massive multiplayer online RPGs. So I'm a working class person and I grew up working class. I didn't have a computer that was fast enough or well enough that would be able to run stuff like that. And I couldn't afford it. My parents couldn't either. So that felt kind of off limits. So I got really into online uh, message board and chat room role playing games. There was a really big community on Yahoo back in the day that I would kind of bounce between a few message board role-playing games, which are vastly different from IRL role-playing games are where you have much more structure with how you use things like spells and how you use items when it was kind of more in line with the message boards it was just kind of a free for all like you could basically just pretend whatever
0: I know there's a lot of gamers that I know personally who really got into those types of uh, there was a name for them I can't remember what it's called the the message board role playing games but I know plenty who really got into that for a while uh, even some who went on to be kind of big game designers and some of the bigger folks today in games that took elements from that and put them into their games they put out. So that's not unheard of for people to get into gaming through that route. When you first came into your first time for a live game, was was it intimidating when you sat down at a table, when you rolled up a character and all that? Very much so. So as
1: I'd been uh, kind of more in the online sort of spaces where there wasn't as much structure, I was very, very intimidated by the Thought of going in person, especially with people who have played for literal decades and not really knowing much about the mechanics of the game. So, you had graciously explained a lot to me beforehand but I was still incredibly intimidated. I have been in spaces where I'd had my credibility as either a comic book fan or a music nerd or what have you questioned fairly frequently. So I thought that by entering into that space, I was going to be like, I have no idea what I'm doing. I won't know what I'm talking about. And I don't know how welcoming or kind these people are going to be. So I had my guard up very much so, which is kind of de rigueur if you are kind of moving in these sort of circles and you know that you may get pushback from folks, you kind of instantly have your guard up and are ready to kind of be defensive. So yeah, I was very, very
0: intimidated. How was the actual playing? Was it you're intimidated going into it? Did it get better over time? What's what would you give? as a word of advice to people who are probably listening to this, who are already gaming and they're looking to try to open their group up to new players.
1: Well, I think it kind of depends on a couple of things. For one thing, when I entered into the space and there was another person who presented as femme and identified as femme, it made me feel a lot safer. I know that that sounds kind of like, Oh, here's somebody wanting safe spaces and special places. And I don't necessarily mean that everywhere has to conform to what my idea of safety is, but when you are a femme-identified person and you enter into a space and there's other folks who identify as the same and you can visually see it and they're participating, it feels a lot more like, okay, this is something that I would be able to get in on.
0: I have gone on the record on this podcast and said, yeah, I do like my spaces to be safe. I Spent five years in the Marine Corps and I'm, I'm not interested in any more unsafe places. That's not (laughs) what I'm looking for.
1: (laughs) Well, I can, I can speak as kind of like a newer person to gaming that part of being able to really let loose at the table was having that feeling of safety. So Pearl is actually the name of one of my characters. That is my most beloved and favorite character. That's from uh, the Rapunzel game that we were running. Once I felt the initial sense of safety, that I would be able to open up a bit more. Another thing that helped with kind of settling in, as it were, was a lot of really constructive feedback from the group, as opposed to. I think that with any kind of space, there's a certain degree of busting someone's chops or busting their whatever other particular part on their anatomy. And it's not to say that that can't go on because I feel as though I can hold my own. But when it is to the point that it is just making you feel crappy, then you don't want to participate in that particular group. Yeah, There was, of course, a certain degree of folks kind of, cutting up and busting my chops a bit, but it wasn't done in a mean-spirited sort of way. It was more like, oh man, you clearly need some help here. That was really helpful too. And something else that was really nice and that I appreciated is, you know how earlier I mentioned that some spaces you enter into, there's a border between being treated with contempt and being treated as kind of like a fetish object? Yes, It felt really good to just relate to other people in the game as people as opposed to having my gender pointed out a lot or having my presentation pointed out a lot or comments about my body or comments about the way in which I clothe myself or that sort of thing. The fact that it was focused more on game and building the character also helped to really facilitate me coming out of my shell when it came to being a new person coming to the game.
0: If You could give a real quick suggestion to our listeners what they can try to do in their games, if they're bringing new folks in, especially folks that may not, you know, I'll be honest, I've seen the, the stats on our on our on our podcast. It's predominantly men and a lot of them are older. So we got a lot of older men. They'd like to open up their games to other folks. What would you be your biggest one or like one or two suggestions? To say, okay, this is how you can make a place that people are going to feel welcome.
1: Sure thing. First, I think appreciating where someone is coming from. Whether they know a lot or whether they know a little bit. There's a lot of folks who are coming to gaming now through listening to actual play podcasts and that sort of thing. In particular, something like Adventure Zone, which I really like that podcast. Uh, Shout out to McElroy's. Um, So There are folks who are entering into the space that might have a certain idea of like the theatricality that goes into gaming. So that might be their baseline. So if that isn't necessarily the vibe of your game, it's okay to kind of offer a redirection, but when it's bordering on being mean-spirited or other folks might be sort of mean-spirited in some of their redirection, it might be okay to check in with folks. So I think that that's really helpful too. meeting folks where they're at, preparing the rest of your group that somebody new is kind of coming on board and doing a general temperature check too. Like, how do you guys feel about this new person coming on board? And then sort of following up with people
0: accordingly. Well, thank you. That's about all we have time for today. If you've enjoyed this podcast, you can find us online at www.wobblesandwizards.com. You can find us on Facebook. Just search "Wobblies and Wizards. Do the like and the follow. You can find me on the Twitter at Crom. And keep those dice rolling.